the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Stand Up for Jesus with your host, Craig Nedrow, founder of Craig Nedrow Ministries and Stand Up for Jesus. Our focus is to reach out to the lost and witness about the transforming power of Jesus Christ and calling on others to stand up for Christ and His Word, proclaiming that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And now, Standing Up for Jesus, here's Craig Nedrow. Welcome to the program. This is Stand Up for Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedrow. On the program today, we are going to be addressing a subject that a lot of even Christians, fellow believers, are really not familiar with this particular um, with this particular word, this particular concept. It's kind of astounding to me. And years ago, when I began to study this, I really um, it opened up my eyes a lot. And so, and I've mentioned it several times during this teaching series on prayer. So up to date right now, we have had uh, four series, uh, four teachings on the subject of prayer. And then today's program will be part five in this teaching series. And I've actually had some people that have texted me over the last several weeks asking me to teach on this specifically because I've mentioned it a couple of times and even said that in the future I would do a a teaching series on this. So that's what I'm going to do today. And, and this teaching series is on the word or the subject called supplications. So I, I challenge you that you could go and sit and, and ask a hundred Christians, uh, true followers of Christ, what is supplications? And I, I and I guarantee you, and and if you, it might be interesting for you to do this, but the majority of them are going to look at you with kind of an odd look in their face and say, "Well, I." I can't really tell you what supplications are. I, I, I know I've heard it many times, and I think I've heard it many times in the Bible uh, combined with prayer and supplications, prayer and supplications, which is true. But I will tell you that um, most Christians don't incorporate supplications in their prayer life. And one of the reasons is because they're not familiar with supplications. And another reason and I'm going to make this comment now and probably at the end of the program, the devil doesn't want you to know about supplications because there is tremendous power involved in supplications. Um, Some of the greatest characters of the Bible, and I will take you through several verses in the Scriptures today, but you're going to see, you're going to hear uh, people like uh, Moses, Abraham, Solomon, Daniel, David, Job, uh, all uh, Paul, Jesus, who is always obviously our greatest example, all were familiar and offered up uh, not just prayers but supplications. The Lord God actually mentions in the book of Zechariah the spirit of supplications. It's a very important topic that doesn't get taught on, um, doesn't get really spoke about very much. So, I'm going to teach on supplications today. I'm going to give you several different scriptures. 
if you I don't know if you're a listener that has the capability of actually uh, writing down some of the verses I'm going to give you today, but I'm going to give you some specific places and we're going to go to them and look at them in the Bible and talk about certain people in the Bible that um, that um, offered up supplications to the Lord and talk about really the importance and the power of supplications. Now, when I started this series uh, in back in part one, uh, I had talked about the fact that there was a heightened awareness uh, because of some recent events uh, about uh, the power of prayer. And, uh, and I talk about it when I talk about the power of prayer, because obviously there is tremendous power in prayer. But I also talk about and make reference to the privilege of prayer. I think just the fact if we stop and realize that we have the opportunity, we have the privilege, we have the honor of being able to address and come into the presence of the creator of the universe, God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of the nation of Israel, the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we have access. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace in your time of need. We have access by the privilege of prayer to come into the presence of God. And when we stop and really meditate on that, stop and really think about that, that's an amazing thought. It's an amazing fact that we are able as God's children to come into his presence and pour our hearts out, pour our concerns out, be thankful for things that he does in our life, just to spend some time with him. I'm telling you, when I really, um, when I really stopped and wrapped my arms around this concept, and really meditated on it, and thought in deep in deep thought about prayer, um, what an honor, and what a privilege. And it radically changed my prayer life. You know, the Bible says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Can you imagine? And this is kind of just a childlike thought. But can you imagine if you absolutely knew in your heart of hearts that when you prayed, things happened? Now, that may sound like a simple statement, but it's profound. Can you tell me or would what, imagine what it would be like if you knew that when you prayed to God, things were, were moving that God was moving on your behalf or that God was moving in certain areas. Sometimes we don't even know what we should pray. We just know that we should pray. I pray in the spirit. And one of the reasons I pray in the spirit is because the spirit intercedes on my behalf. I think sometimes God's on his throne and he's almost, it's like he's looking down and saying, I need some of my kids to pray to me about this particular subject or about this particular subject because I'm ready to make a move on this. I'm ready to intercede in this situation, but I wanna, I'm waiting, waiting for someone to pray about it so I can make the move. In the book of Daniel, the angel Gabriel visited Daniel and said, from the, day, from the moment you prayed and offered up your supplications, your prayers were heard. And there was a 21-day battle in heaven about that particular prayer. That is an astounding fact, too, and we'll probably take a look at that in this teaching series. <clears throat> but I mentioned the following people in the Bible use supplications, uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just going to go to some of these particular um, people right now and look at them. So the first one I want to go to 
flip back over into the Old Testament, and I'm going to go to 1 Kings, and in 1 Kings, I'm going to go to chapter 8, and I'm going to begin reading in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 28. Now, this is Solomon, and Solomon is praying to the Lord. Um, This is actually about the ark and the prayer of the dedication of the ark. And Solomon, in his prayers, in um, I'm going to start reading in verse 28. So I'm in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 28. And here's what Solomon said. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you this day, that your eyes may be opened towards this temple night and day, towards the place of which you said, my name shall be there, that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes towards this place, and you may hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray towards this place, here in heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. So this is a, a wonderful example. So Solomon, and, and I will tell you, uh, I'm going to give you, a, first of all, a definition. If you go to Webster and, a, and actually look at the definition of supplication, it means to beg, to petition on a specific um, situation or a specific event or item, to earnestly, uh, uh, to earnestly, it's earnest, intensified prayer. So I give a word picture, and I've given this word picture on one of the two of the other programs, but I'm gonna, I'm, I, I have kind of like a childlike faith sometimes. So I'm a grandfather, and let's say one of my grandchildren uh, in the middle of the summer asked for a bicycle for Christmas. And I say, okay, so that, that would be an example of a prayer to, from my grandson to his grandfather. Uh, Poppy, I, can, I, can I ask you for a bicycle for Christmas? Okay, great. And then I never hear from him again about that. Never mentions it again through the rest of the year. I'm not saying he's not going to get a bike, but I don't know that it's the biggest uh, topic on his list. Okay, but what if every time I see my grandson between the middle of summer and every every time I see him between then and Christmas, he's like, "Poppy, don't forget, I need a bike for Christmas." And then he comes to me one time. I see him and he goes, "Hey, I found the bike I want." He shows me and it's a green bike. He goes, "I want I want a green bike and I want this particular bike right here." And every time I see him, he's talking to me about that bike. That's an example of a supplication. And let me ask you a question. Do you think if it's within my power, that kid's getting a bike for Christmas? You betcha. And that's a that's a just a that's a, a word example of a supplication versus just a prayer. It is intensified. It is specific. It is over and over and over again petitioning God on a cert, certain matter. And and I I love that particular uh, word picture, and I love that definition also from uh, from Webster that it's it, it's petition it's a petitioning. It is a uh, to beg earnestly. Um, I, I I think that's an accurate and very revealing uh, definition. So um, I want to flip back over now, and let's go to also in First Kings. We're in chapter eight, verse twenty-eight. Now flip over, and we're going to start reading in chapter nine. And I'm going to start in verse one. So I'm in First Kings, chapter nine, verse one. 
And it says, And it came to pass when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord's of the Lord and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire, which he wanted to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication that you made before me. I have consecrated this house which you have built to put my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. So here it is. Solomon had offered up prayers and supplication, and then God responds back to Solomon and says, Solomon, I heard your prayer and your supplication. Man, I'm telling you, when I started studying this thing about supplication, I'm like, wait a minute. Not only does it talk about it over and over again together, as a matter of fact, um, I, I I looked at 14 particular verses or sections in the Bible where it says prayer and supplications. I'm sorry, 19 different times, 19 different times that supplication is mentioned and, and uh, along with prayer, and 14 of those 17 times, I mean, uh, uh, 14 of the 19 times, supplication is mentioned with prayer. It happens over and over and over again. Well, stop and ask yourself this. Do you think it's important if it's mentioned that many times? And it's also, ask yourself this, is it a little, a little bit astounding and sobering that we really don't know much about supplications if it's mentioned over and over and over and over again, and God even addresses it. Solomon prays to God, offers up prayers and supplications in First Kings chapter eight, and then in First Kings chapter nine, in verse three, says, "And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication that you made before me." God responds to Solomon and says, I heard your supplication. That's, that, that's an amazing thought to me. I'm going to take my first break and come back. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. We return to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up For Jesus. My name is Craig Nedro. This is part five on my teaching series on prayer, and today the subject is supplications. And before the break, I read from 1 Kings chapter 8 and 1 Kings chapter 9, where it says Solomon offered up prayers and supplications to the Lord. And then God answers him in chapter 9 of 1 Kings, verse 3, and he says, I have heard your prayer and supplication. Supplication is a—and and this is, again, kind of an odd word picture, but I, when I, sometimes when people ask me, well, describe what you mean by supplication. It, it's, it's intensified— almost supercharged prayer. In other words, it's very intense petitioning the Lord on a specific subject or issue. Now, I want to go to the book of Job. And in the book of Job in chapter 8, I'm going to read uh, five verses here. And in verse 1 of, of, of Job chapter 8, it says, Then Bildad the Shuite answered and said, so here he is speaking to Job, How long will you speak these things, and the words of your mouth be like a strong wind? Does God subvert judgment, or does the Almighty pervert justice? If your sons have sinned against him, has he cast them away for their transgressions? If you would earnestly seek God and make your supplication to the Almighty, if you were pure and upright, surely now he would awake for you, and prosper your rightful dwelling place. So here, one of Job's um, confidants, his best friends that Job sits, that sits with Job, 
He tells him, if you would earnestly seek God and make your supplication to the Almighty, which is another name, obviously, for God. So, um, you know, a lot of people think that Job was actually the oldest book in the Bible written. You know, the first five books in the Bible were written by Moses. But a lot of historians believe that Job was the first book in the Bible written. My point being there is you're looking at some Old Testament, very first books in the Bible, and supplication is mentioned. That should tell you about, just give you a glimpse into the the importance of supplication. Now, I'm going to go over to the book of Psalms. And I'm going to read over several different verses in the book of Psalms. And this is these are examples of David um, um, using supplications. Um, so uh, start in chapter 6 of Psalms. And in chapter 6 of Psalms, it starts out in, in the introduction of Psalms chapter 6, and it says, To the chief musician with stringed instruments on an eight-stringed harp, a psalm of David. So this is one of David's psalms. And in verse 9, David says in Psalms chapter 6, verse 9, The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. There it is, another example of supplication and prayer joined together. But David made use of it. David, who God said, this is a man after my own heart, understood the importance of supplication. He used supplication. Matter of fact, in this particular verse, he put supplication before prayer. So he petitioned God. He begged God, he, he laid his case out to God, and he, and he did it through supplication and prayer. Also, in the book of Psalms, go from chapter 6, and I'm going to go over to, flip over to chapter 30. And in Psalms chapter 30, It says, a psalm, a song at the dedication of the house of David. And in verse 8, David says, I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. So oftentimes also, and this is just, I'm just looking at this right now, and I'm going to just talk about it for a minute. You will see over and over again when somebody cries out to the Lord, supplication is mentioned as well. As a matter of fact, If we flip over to the book of Hebrews real quick, and I was going to read this one later, but listen to this in Hebrews. uh, The writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 6, speaking of Jesus, and he says, he also says, and God says in another place, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, speaking of Jesus, when he offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. So the, here the writer of Hebrews actually mentions that Jesus, in his days when he was on the earth, in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to God. Are you starting to get the understanding, a glimpse of the importance of supplications? And I want to make a, a comment about it. I, I think I made this mention earlier, but I want to make it a, probably a, a couple times during this. Here's one of the reasons that we are not more familiar with supplication, because the devil doesn't want us to know about it. Think about it. If you're the devil, do you really want these people who are God's children to be able to tap in to not just the power of prayer, but the power of supplication, 
No. He doesn't want us to know about it. Think about it. Isn't it astounding that most of us were never taught about supplication? Even when I bring it up here today on the program, many of you listening, when I first mentioned it, thought, hmm, I know I've heard the word several times, but no, I can't give you a clear definition of supplication. I've had listeners over the past several weeks say, I'm I'm interested in this teaching on supplication. When will you do a teaching on supplication, which is what I'm doing today on the program? I'm telling you, folks, it's powerful. It's important. The devil doesn't want you to know about it because there's tremendous power involved in the the concept of supplication. Now, back over. I'm going to go back over now into the psalm. So I just read in Psalm chapter 30. Verse 8, where David says, I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. Now, let's stay in the book of Psalms. And I'm actually going to, and forgive me if I flip around a little bit here. That's just, that's just the way I am sometimes in, in my Bible. I'm going to go to Psalms chapter 55. And in Psalms chapter 55, It says in the introduction to the chief musician with stringed instruments, a contemplation of David. So again, a psalm by David. And in verse 1, here's what David says. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. So this is a contemplation of David. David is in prayer. David is in thought. And the the very first thing David says is, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Now, some people might say, well, supplication is prayer. Okay, well, if that's the case, then why is it always mentioned prayer and supplication? Why wouldn't it just say prayer? I'm telling you because prayer, and listen, I'm not, my prayer life is so important to me. But I think it's interesting and fascinating and important that not only can I pray, but I can offer also offer up supplication. I can really boldly come to the throne of grace. I can come and storm the altar of God and say, God, I, I'm not leaving till I, till I, I need you to hear this on. This is so important. I mean, I, I'm going to give you a classic example right now. A lot of us ought to be offering up supplication on behalf of our nation. America is at a crossroad, folks. And I don't know if it's too late. I hear people go, people say to me, oh, America's greatest days are ahead of them. Really? You base that on what? And I'm not, I'm not, this is not doom and gloom. Listen, this, my citizenship is not here. I love America. I grew up here. Um, I, I am an American citizen, but my citizenship is in heaven. And I look forward to the day that Jesus comes and raptures the, the all true believers and or the day that I go home to be with be with Jesus in heaven. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Uh, that's where my home is. However, I love America, but I don't recognize the America I grew up in. And so if if you're somebody that you consider has a serious prayer life, you need to become familiar with supplication. And we should be offering up supplications right now on behalf of our nation. The darkness in this country is engulfing this nation. It's as if the the devil has ridden into camp and is destroying the camp from within. And we are watching America 
literally crumble before our very own eyes. Now, here's the good news. These things must happen that the Scriptures will be fulfilled. Uh, You know, my God is sovereign. He mentions many nations by name. If God had wanted to say the United States of America somewhere in Scripture, could he have done it? Yes. Did he? No. And some people go, oh, well, it's the young eagles, whatever. Okay, I'm not going to take any liberty with Scripture on that. If God would have wanted to name us by name, he could have, and he didn't. And the reason I, in my opinion, because we're not named in end-time events, because we're no longer a major player in the world events, and we're watching that happen right now before our very own eyes. On next week's program, I will probably talk about some of the things that are going on in our nation right now and see it from a biblical viewpoint. I like to do this often, and it's time for me to do that again. So probably next week's program, I will sit down and address several different issues that are going on in our country and in our world today from a biblical worldview. But on the program today, we're talking about supplications. I'm going to take my second break and come back. My name's Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. More of Craig Nedro and Stand Up For Jesus on Christian Talk Radio. The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up For Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedro. I'm continuing to teach on the subject of supplication. This is part five on my teaching series on prayer. And today, specifically, we're talking about supplication. Uh, I've been in Psalms, and I've just read several examples of when David use supplications. I'm going to stay in Psalms, go from Psalms chapter 55 and flip over to the right and go to Psalms chapter 116. And Psalm 116, listen to what it says in verse 1. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. I love this. It says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, my petitions, my beggings, the things that are so important to me, they are life-threatening to me. Lord, I must, I, I must have your ear to this. And, and, and the, the, the writer of this psalm says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Now, flip over to one, chapter 119. Psalm 119, which is, by the way, the longest chapter in the Bible. Many of you already know that, but in case you don't, Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. And go over to verse 170. And I'm actually going to start reading in verse 169. So Psalm 119, verse 169 says, Let my cry come before you, O Lord. There it is again. Cry, and you're going to see it's combined with supplication. The writer says, let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your word. Now, in mine, I have a little footnote at the, at the bottom of that verse uh, with a little, uh, a little T up by supplication, and it actually says that below the verse, prayer of supplication. So, in other words, it's, it could say, let my prayer of supplication Come before you. Once again, cry and supplication. Once again, prayer and supplication. Um, this, this is such an important concept, and I'm not trying to be redundant and be repetitive, but folks, what I'm trying to do is show you how often it's mentioned in the Bible, and I'm, I'm not touching on all of them. 
but how often it's mentioned in the Bible. And if it's mentioned in the Bible and we see people like Moses that did it, Abraham that did it, Job that did it, David that did it, Solomon that did it, uh, you'll see that Paul uses uh, uh, supplications. Jesus did it. Uh, God, you're gonna, I'm going to read you a verse here in Zechariah in just a minute. It's important that we understand this terminology and the, de- the definition and the concept of supplication. Now, I'm going to go from Psalm with David. Now let's go on and let's go to the book of Daniel. Going to go past Jeremiah, go past Ezekiel, and we're going to go into the book of Daniel. And I want you want to want you to turn in your Bible to Daniel chapter 6. And here's the scene. The the command has gone out that nobody should pray to any any other god than the god of Nebuchadnezzar. And so Daniel is in his room. And as Daniel was his uh, custom, he spent time in prayer. And and so in Daniel chapter 6, in verse 11, it says, Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. I want to read that again. These men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. So here you have another hero of the Bible, Daniel, who's offering up prayers and supplications. Now, flip over to chapter 9. This is an amazing section. This is an amazing chapter in Daniel. In chapter 9, this is a... It's a long and very deep, and it's for many students of the Bible, it's a well-known. But it's it's Daniel's prayer is what it's referred to in the Bible. <clears throat> and in this particular section of the Bible, Daniel prays for himself, for his nation Israel, and for people in general, and confesses and petitions the Lord. And I'm I'm not going to read all of it because it's pretty long. It's actually about thirty verses. But what I am going to do is I'm going to read, uh, and I'm going to start uh, probably here in Daniel. Uh, I'm going to start reading because I want you to see uh, at least three verses. Uh, I'll start in verse 18. I'm actually going to back up and start in verse 17. So I'm in Daniel chapter 9, verse 17. Here's what my Bible says. This is Daniel praying to God. Now, therefore, our God... Hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O Lord, hear. Oh, Lord, forgive. Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, oh, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. Now, while I was, and this is what I mentioned earlier, this is Daniel, I mean, this is the angel Gabriel visiting Daniel, and I'm going to continue reading in verse 20 of chapter 9 of Daniel. Now, this is Daniel. Now, while I was still, now, while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in the in prayer, the man Gabriel, 
whom I had seen in the vision at the, at the beginning being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you still skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly loved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Here in a matter of four verses, folks, or five verses, supplications are mentioned four times. This is um, when Daniel prays for the nation of Israel, confesses and prays for his, himself and the nation of Israel, and the angel Gabriel comes, and Gabriel actually mentions supplications as well. This is, I mean, think about it. It's almost mind-boggling that you have the, the heroes of the Bible that talk about supplications, you have Jesus, it says in Hebrews, that offered up uh, vehement cries and prayers and supplications. Um, here you have the angel Gabriel talking about supplications. And now I'm going to flip over to the book of Zechariah. Go to Zechariah. Now, Zechariah is going to be several books to the right of Daniel. Um, and in the book of Zechariah, I'm going to go to... Zechariah chapter 12. And I'm trying to slow down a little bit so you can get there. But in Zechariah chapter 12, listen to what God says. This is the Lord speaking. And the Lord says, I'm going to back up and start in verse 9. It shall be in that day, the Lord says, that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. That should be a warning, by the way, to nations that want to come against Jerusalem. Verse 10, the Lord says, And I will pour out on the house of David and on the house... Uh, let, me, let me read that verse again. I'm sorry. And I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. And in most Bibles, you're going to have a star out to the left, and this is a reference to Jesus. So here, the Bible, God talks about the spirit of grace that he's going to pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and the spirit of supplication. I love that. Do you think God wants us to be familiar with it? If he's going to pour out in the last days the spirit of grace and the spirit of supplication on us, on the on the the, in, the nation of Israel, do you think it's important to God that we might be familiar with supplications? I love that. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my last break right now. I'm going to come back. We're going to look at some more verses. I'm talking about the concept and the subject of supplications. My name is Craig Nedrow, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. Back to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedrow on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up For Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedrow. I'm teaching on the series uh, on the subject matter of supplications. This is part five in the teaching series on prayer. I've been in the Old Testament talking about supplications, and we've 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 discussed the fact that uh, Solomon, David, Moses, uh, Daniel, all all used supplications. The angel Gabriel spoke about supplications. God spoke about supplications and the spirit that he would put on the nation of Israel in the last days, the spirit of grace and supplication. That's in Zechariah. 
And now I want to flip all the way over into the New Testament because I want you to see that he also continues in the New Testament and go to Ephesians chapter 6. And this is a famous section of Scripture where Paul talks about putting on the whole armor of God. And so when God, when Paul talks about uh, putting on the whole armor of God in chapter 6 of Ephesians, so flip, flip over to chapter 6 of Ephesians, God, uh, Paul's talking about the whole armor of God. And in verse 17, towards the end of this section, Paul says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now listen to this verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. There in one verse, Paul mentions supplication twice. You think Paul thought it was important? Folks, I'm telling you, it's an amazing concept. It's an ama- when when we when when we open up our mind and understand the power involved in supplication. I want to show you one more verse. I already all, I already spoke to you about this, but in the in the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, and I'm going to go back, and I'm actually going to start. I'm in chapter five of Hebrews, and I'm going to start reading in verse five. And so the writer of Hebrews says, "So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest." But it was he who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, speaking about Jesus, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. So there we have another reference about that Jesus used supplications. So let me just, let me just kind of review about this, and let me just talk in, in conclusion about kind of sum this up. This teaching series has been about the power of prayer. It's been about the, the privilege of prayer. And I've talked about in, in giving you many examples through the Bible of very important people and how important prayer was in their lives. I have mentioned that in our own prayer lives, and I I don't ever want to be disrespectful to anybody, but I got convicted myself years ago when I was writing my book. I did a chapter on prayer, and I, I got very convicted. I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, Craig, your prayer life is an embarrassment to me. Many of us pray about such insignificant, puny things. Or we wait until uh, we have an emergency, and then we want to come and pray to God. I'm telling you, if we really understood the privilege of prayer, who it is we're praying to, in whose name we pray to, that we get, Jesus said, whatever you come to the Father and ask in my name, I will do. We have the privilege to, to come into the presence of God with thanksgiving and ask in the name of Jesus. And if it be God's will, we can be assured that if it's God's will and we're asking in the name of Jesus with a thankful heart that God will move on our behalf. Now, I will tell you, let me pepper this a little bit because we live in a fallen world. And I've heard people say, well, I prayed about this over and over and over again, and God didn't do it, okay? Well, let me tell you something. The Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. 
And there's just some things we will not understand this side of heaven. But I can also tell you this with confidence. When we get home to be with he- with Jesus in heaven, it'll make perfect sense. God is sovereign. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my, my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. But I will tell you this, folks. If you haven't really understood or grasped or thought about the concept of supplication and thought about your prayer life, I want to encourage you to do that now. Pray about I've asked the Lord in my prayers, Lord, I'm asking you to bless my prayer life. Lord, give me an effective, fervent prayer life. I want to encourage you to do the same. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm on every Sunday from noon to 1 on 100.7 FM, The Word. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. You've been listening to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. If you would like more information about Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus, visit our website at craignedroministries.org or give us a call at area code 469-688-7615. Be sure to listen next week at this same time as we stand up for Jesus on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.